It is really good to be with my fellow Americans, really good, a pleasure and an honor. We live in unprecedented historical times. There has never been a time like this in America, and we have to embrace the moment to, in order to affect change. And I think it's important that we recognize where we're at in the sequential takeover of this country. And I want you to make sure that you understand that I am talking about a Bolshevik revolution in this country. I don't use these terms, shall we say, for hyperbole. The term Bolshevik revolution refers to the fact that this is a long-standing revolution. In some cases, as people will talk about, it can go on for a generation or more. The Bolsheviks revolution actually began intellectually and economically in the 19th century and then continued into the 20th century. Our revolution is at least 70 years old, 70 years old, at least. And we've had the fertilization of America through forces that are attempting to overthrow our culture, our judicial system, and our overall political system, and they're stopping at nothing. And I have divided this into seven stages because I've looked at past history, and I said, what do other civilizations and countries, what have they gone through in terms of arriving at the moment that we're at, and in terms of what they have done in the past to project where we're going in the future? And there are seven fairly uniform stages, and I'm going to unveil these for you with comment one at a time here on the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host, and we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. If you like what you hear on this broadcast, we would ask that you would share this far and wide because this broadcast is about acquiring like minded people for joint political action when the issues arise that require our attention. But to do that effectively, we need to grow our numbers. So to grow our numbers, I need you to share. Then I also need you to subscribe if you have not done so. And doing this, giving me the big like at the end, increases our distribution on our channel. So we really do appreciate your help. We're brought to you by Patriot Flashlight. Let me tell you, I always, you hear me say this a lot, food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. And this is one of the primary tools you have to have. No, it's not night vision, but it is the next best thing. This thing shines forever. At night, at certain times of the year, we have to walk our dogs on leashes at night because these poisonous toads come out. Well, when we venture very far out on the property line, we can encounter coyotes, We've even had a mountain lion or two. We have all kinds of critters out there, including rattlesnakes. We take this along, and we're pretty good as we leash our dogs at night in order to protect them so they can take care of their business and get some exercise. This flashlight is phenomenal in its penetration, its brightness, how far it illuminates. It's industry standard. And what I mean by that is the military is using it. This is military-grade hardware right here. Now, having said that, this device has lots of uses. It has a detachable compass. It has a device on here, too. You can break glass. What if you're trapped in your car? What if you went into a body of water? It can also cut off your seatbelts. 
So this is has life-saving tactics, but also has a strobe light. It serves as an emergency light with four different vacillations of it. This is the best in the business. And right now it's on sale for 25% off. All you have to do is use my name, Hodges25 for 25% off at patriotflashlight.com. The link is in the description box. Well, speaking of this wonderful tool here, we are in a situation, ladies and gentlemen, where we are going to be talking about seven stages of a Bolshevik revolution as it's unfolding in America. Each revolution is a little different from another, but there are certain things in history that you can count on. So I made a list. I'm going to turn this into a detailed article on the commonsenseshow.com over the next couple of days. And uh, I want to thank you very much for your kind and generous donations. Um, I'll come to those later in the show. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to it. Stage one is build an army to disrupt the culture and the politics. And in our case, who is this paramilitary army? Who are these subversive forces? Well, see, this is where George Soros comes in. This is where Antifa and MoveOn.org and these organizations pop up and they say, we're going to do everything we can do to disrupt the status quo. You wear a MAGA hat in public, we're going to beat the crap out of you. If we think you're a reporter that's not friendly to our means, we're going to attack you. And if you're a veteran, you're wearing a VFW, a Vietnam hat, and you're in a wheelchair, we will attack you. And we've talked about all those individual events. So we are looking at subversive forces creating chaos and the politicians themselves create chaos as much as they can. Anything they can do to disrupt the culture. And this gets into how many genders are there? Well, you can call yourself whatever you want. I don't care. But when we look at what science says, there's XY and there's XX. What's the other? Oh, yeah, there's variations. There's XXY. There's XO, female born without a uterus. But see, those are um, defects. They're genetic defects. They're not a substrate of the genetics. It's not. It's not gender genetics. There's two. But that's okay. We'll call it 97, and that's what they say. And then we get into all the other things. You can't, they control the language. This is also at this stage, too. Can't say, ladies and gentlemen, oh, you're getting chastised for this. And um, God forbid if you ever speak against the political view of someone from LGBTQ. Excuse me. I don't care what you do. We all have to answer to our creator. It's up to you. But don't tell me if you come out for climate change that I don't have the right to disagree with you. And if I do, I'm a, quote, homophobe. And don't tell me that I can't disagree with the tenets of another religion when it invades my constitutional rights. Don't tell me that because I'm not going to listen to you. And I am a politically incorrect human being because I follow God's word. I follow the Constitution. And the nice thing is, is see, I don't impose my values on people. My testament to God is hopefully in the way I live my life and the way I express myself. I don't need to beat people over the head with bully and intimidation and win them to my point of view. And you people who are from these persuasions who think that this is your mission to convert the world, excuse me, the world's not going to convert. 
you're going to have a 90-10 split at best. And it doesn't matter who has the 90, who has the 10. Leave each other the hell alone. But no, it's being used to disrupt our culture. So people hide behind their race, their sexual persuasion, and their bizarre political and cultural and scientific beliefs to try to keep you and me from having legitimate political opinion. And this is what we're seeing in stage one, the total disruption of our culture. And I should have seen it 12 years ago when I sat in that conference I've told you about at the Maricopa County Community College District introduction of Arizona State's rollout of their programs on sustainability, both their undergraduate and graduate. Why they invited me, I have no idea, but I got an invitation and I went and I listened to this moron get up and say, you people, you professors need to stop teaching about American exemplarance. And I said, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, you know that thing about uh, not teaching about American exemplarance? It's the exemplarance of our society and our government and our Bill of Rights that allows you to make such a treasonous statement. I saw it then. I just didn't connect it to a global movement against our country. But that's what it is. And see, if they control your words, they then control your thoughts. They control your actions. And this is step one. It's the intimidation step. And then step two actually starts before step one, but doesn't come to fruition until step one is completed. And step two basically is the um, creation of these groups from a long time ago. Let's go back to Senator Joseph McCarthy. Had the man not been an alcoholic and had the man not kind of gone off the deep end with some of his accusations that were unproven, if he would have just stuck to what he could have proved, that there was indeed a red scare going on in the State Department of this country and that our country was being infiltrated by communists, the UN was not our friend, and that we had generations of Russians coming into our country that would have children and grandchildren who would infiltrate our society and upset us from the bottom up. See, no one wanted to believe that when McCarthy was saying these kinds of things. It wasn't until we got the defectors from Russia, like Golitsyn, who said, yeah, but that's what we're doing. You know, Uncle Joe McCarthy, he was right. But unfortunately, he was the wrong man with the right message at the right time. And that's really unfortunate. So we get into step two. These groups all come together. And whether it's Catholic charities or whatever group, um, uh, you have a human obligation to those poor immigrants. Yeah, we do. We should feed them and clothe them, treat them kindly, pray for them, and then send them back home and tell them to come back the right way. That's what we should have done. But no, Catholic Charities is the most treasonous organization in this country. They hide behind Catholic, the cross. They're anything but the cross. They're the double cross. They're the double cross of American public trust. Because the name Catholic is on it, it's somehow okay that they can advocate for the millions of people that will come to this country and expect you and me to pay for them. So I say, if you want to pay for them, let's put the paying where the benefit goes. And that's what the corporations who hire them. And why do they hire them? Because let's see, there's no workman's comp, right? There's no labor laws to follow because they're off the books. You can pay them whatever the hell you want. So make the corporations pay. The corporations are the ones that print up the pamphlets they go to these villages that fool these people that make them think they're welcome here. 
Did you know that? This is why I don't hold these people in disdain. Oh, I hold the criminal element that comes into this country with disdain. But the average immigrant has been lied to by American corporations, the American CIA, and of course the Democratic Party. Here is the gate. It's wide open. It'll never close. And oh, by the way, our streets are paved with gold and the Americans can't wait to pay for your housing and your food, your clothing and your children's education, as well as your free medical care that they're being ripped off on. How am I doing, folks? That's step two. Bankrupt America with subversive organizations. Step three is, again, going back to McCarthy, the manifestation of the multi-generational plot that started with Russian infiltration into this country. And it's not just the Russians that have infiltrated this country, but they're the best example. And how does that end up coming into being? Well, this multi-generational plot that's both Russian and holdover from past criminal presidencies like Nixon and so forth, Clinton, and of course the most notorious would be Obama, is you have the deep state. And the deep state is a stage four cancer for this country that grows because with each successive treasonous president that we've had elected in modern times, that, that number of their appointees has grown and the hostility towards the republic and average American citizens has grown with it. Let's go back and let's just review what we've had very quickly. Gerald Ford, cover-up artist of the Kennedy assassination as he served on the Warren Commission, lied through his teeth. Total globalist, total globalist. Let's go forward from there. You had Jimmy Carter, nice guy. Uh, I think Jimmy Carter is a good Christian man. Too liberal for me, but not criminally liberal. But his administration was taken over by the Trilateral Commission that was created by David Rockefeller and Zygmunt Brzezinski, and they wrecked this country economically. Oh, we're going to run out of oil by 1990. Let's see, what year is this? That was 29 years ago that that projection came and went. Yet it was the excuse to bankrupt our economy by increasing oil prices designed to put money in the bankers and the oil people's hands. Right, so there you go. I mean, that was just part of this. But this multi-generational plot was about getting key communists in office. You know, if you talk to anyone who works in the State Department, they will tell you that these State Department employees, to a large extent, can be categorized as, as the following. If you're female, you look and sound like Angela Davis. Remember that radical professor from the 60s? who hated everything American, everything that was decent, and there was racism behind every little corner. You know, sorry to tell you today, most Americans are not racist. But if you speak out against anything that's championed by someone from a race different than yourself, you are a racist. Hence, Donald Trump hates brown people because he wants the immigration laws enforced. Moving forward with this multi-generational ideals, you get enough of these people appointed, so all of a sudden you get a populist president. So let's back up. Let's go back. Obama, traitor, Bush. Uh, what did Bush do? How about the Patriot Act? How about letting 9-11 happen on his watch? Ask Dick Cheney as vice president all about that. Let's go back to beyond that. Who was before him? Clinton? Well, when he wasn't busy getting laid in the Oval Office, he was screwing the country. He did away with laws that would have protected us from the 2008 meltdown of the Ponzi schemes that led to the bailouts that were all criminal. Thank you, Bill Clinton. He did away with FCC prohibitions 
against media outlets owning more than one station, TV, radio, or print media. You couldn't own more than one of that when you were in 1996. But then Clinton did away with that. So we went from 150 media giants to six that control 98% of our media and fill our people's heads with nothing but propaganda, leftist lies from morning, noon, and night. And I don't care if you're talking about CNN, MSNBC, they're all from the same stink hole. And they arised because of Bill Clinton. Oh, and who was before Clinton? Mr. CIA and co-Kennedy conspirator, George H.W. Bush. Oh, and what did he do? Well, he was very deeply involved in Air America with his little forces. How about Zapata Oil? You ever looked into that one? You might want to look that up, Zapata Oil. So we go back to Bush. And then we can even go back to, well, who was before Bush? Well, we already covered Ford, okay? And we've covered Nixon. Nixon was a total globalist, total criminal. But he wouldn't prosecute the Vietnam War in the same way that the Afghan War is being prosecuted for generations. They had to get him out and replace him with someone who'd be a little more friendly to them. And then who came before them? Well, LBJ. LBJ was the result of blackmailing done by J. Edgar Hoover against the Kennedys for their, shall we say, their trysts, their little affairs that they had. And they were blackmailed. And so they got LBJ. And who was LBJ? Probably the most corrupt politician ever to come out of the state of Texas. Just ask the Billy Celestis descendants of the man that was murdered at the hand of whom? Well, okay, you get it. Also, Lyndon could get elected to Congress. Look it up, folks. The History Channel covered it until the Johnson family had a shit fit and made them replace it. You can't even get the tape anymore. I saw it live. I think I've recorded it and I've got it somewhere here in my library. But it's true. Total, total, absolute criminal. And John Kennedy and Ronald Reagan, who I left out for this reason, and Donald Trump are the only presidents who have even acted like they gave a damn about the American people. The rest of them serve globalist, deep state interests designed to undermine and take down this country. Well, why take so long to take down the country? Well, let's see. Huh. We had uh, 600 and some thousand men die in World War II. You think they might have been a little pissed off had they seen their efforts go for? Yeah. Can't do it at once. The people will stand up. So it's got to be incrementalism. It, this, this disease called the deep state kills you inch by inch by inch. And this is where we're at today. The deep state is out in the open. No one even used the term deep state 10 years ago. So if you're new to this movement, you go, well, the deep state, they've always been around. You're right. They have. Kennedy had a deep state. They killed him. Lyndon Johnson had a deep state. They told him, hey, don't run for re-election, Lyndon. Okay, there's some things that you're doing that are going to turn the American people off and wake them up to what's going on here. And then they killed him. Oh, excuse me. He died of a heart attack conveniently right after he left office. And there was no one around. It was kind of like the Epstein disappearance. Um, yeah, you should look into that. It's one of the interesting conspiracies that has never really been explored as much as it should have been. Okay, so we have gone through general infiltration of our governmental processes, these presidents appoint judges that subvert our courts, and then we get some long-term congressional representatives who are communist to the core, uh, Chuck Schumer, Schumer 
Nancy Pelosi. The nice thing is, is even these people with advanced medical technology that you and I will never see, they won't live beyond 100. So eventually someday they'll die, but their mission will be complete. As Nancy Pelosi approaches 80 years of life, it's just incredible. Okay, so that's the multi-generational. Now, once you have control of enough of the courts, and once you have subverted the administration of whatever president gets elected, this is why Trump can't get a lot done, because his agents agencies are infested. I'll give you an example of someone from Homeland Security said, I don't trust anyone GS-15 and above. I've heard that in the FBI as well. Why? Because these are the holdovers and they run these agencies. This is how the FBI is so corrupt. You go from Comey, right? Who was before Comey? Mueller. What did Mueller do? Sold highly enriched uranium for the Clinton Foundation that was stolen off of ranchers' lands. And we gave weapons-grade uranium to the Russians. And Mueller was part of it. And we know Clinton was right in the middle of it with the Clinton Foundation, both Clintons. In fact, Bill got a $500,000 speaking engagement, honorarium, to speak in Moscow as part of this deal. How corrupt does it have to be to begin to see the connection? The FBI totally subverted. So you have Mueller. Well, what ends up happening? You hand off the job to who? James Comey. What did he do? He was on the board of directors of HSBC that basically covered for Hillary Clinton's money laundering operations in HSBC Bank, along with the drug cartels. Discovered by John Cruz, who I've interviewed on my show, he was a senior VP at HSBC for years. And he found it and says, I'm not going to jail for this crap. And he went on about the business of exposing it. Lucky to be alive today. Oh, and by the way, who did he eventually take this information to who basically slap on the wrist to HSBC and left all the players alone? Well, none other than the future Attorney General of the United States, Loretta Lynch Mob. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean by subverting the organizations through the deep state infiltration? So that was the next stage. You get a political reign of terror, a judicial reign of terror. Do I need to go any further? How about two names to illustrate this without a lot of comment? Julian Assange, who President Trump is not sitting in the White House today if it weren't for Assange's expose on criminal corruption from the Clintons and others. Trump would have had no chance of getting elected. And then, of course, you've got his good friend Roger Stone, who stands for generally what's right. I don't agree with Roger and everything, but I agree with him on most things. And he got railroaded. 90% of his jury, as has been pointed out, were Clinton supporters. Who the hell was his lawyer? Steve Quayle called me this morning. We had that discussion. We discussed whether or not the lawyer was bought off. Excuse me, Mr. Attorney. It's a logical question to ask. You have an open invitation to come on my show and defend your case. I have no idea what happened, but I know one thing. You did one piss poor job of defending your client when you let Clinton supporters on that jury because you get so many strikes on the jury pool. And if you didn't get a fair jury pool, then you should have filed an action with a higher court. I'm not a lawyer, but I know that much from when I took American government as a kid and again in college. So you have an open invitation to the legal team of Roger Stone, who I believe 
basically sold him down the river. You didn't do what all that could have been done. You were supposed to zealously defend your client and you did not. Now, the question is, in this issue, does President uh, Trump have the manhood left inside of him to do what's right here and say to hell with public opinion, to hell what they're going to say in the impeachment trial. Stop being scared of your own shadow, Mr. President, and pardon these two men. By the way, I said this in print this morning on the commonsenseshow.com. If President Trump, and I'll be patient because I understand in politics, timing is everything. But if he doesn't pardon Roger Stone, I will not be voting for this president in November. Next time, I will not. I don't know who the hell I'll vote for. Maybe I'll write my own damn name in, but I will tell you this. If, if this man who went to the mat in defending his president can go to prison for a thought crime, with a stacked jury and a crooked judge and a legal team that didn't do their job. If he doesn't step up and pardon him, how can I defend Trump? Who could ever trust him again to take a chance for the president? Who could ever put their faith in him? Now, I trust he's going to do the right thing because he's doing other things right now I'm going to report on today that are very, very good, very positive for America. But this is a symbolic move and it's the right move to make. But nonetheless, we've seen a judicial and a political reign of terror. The president is just as much of a victim of this as Roger Stone. No, he won't sit in the prison, but he could very well become the victim of an assassin's bullet. But look at the impeachment trial. You have Jim Jordan that can't even ask questions of a witness. There's no cross-examination. Show me what system of justice this exists in. Well, it isn't the United States. Oh, excuse me. That's right. This is what we saw with the Soviet Union. So you wonder why I use the term Bolshevik? There you go, folks. It's right there in front of your eyes. Your justice system has been taken away from you. And if the friend of the president can go to prison for doing nothing, nothing but opposing these crooks, then what's going to happen with you when you're deemed to be an enemy of the state at a later date? See, this is what people don't get. You don't understand the fact that when these people go down, you are nothing. You have no defense. You're not even going to have a lawyer worth a damn. You're probably going to get a public pretender out there. Oh, yeah, he pleads guilty. No, give him 20 years instead of 40. Oh, I did a good job for my client. That's what you're headed for, America. That's the system we live in. So we have the political and judicial reign of terror that subverts the rule of law. There is no rule of law in America. If you oppose these deep staters and these demoncrats that are instituting this Bolshevik revolution, there is no constitutional protection you have against their tyranny. None. And only the president can begin to restore it. The next. This is the step we're moving into. We're transitioning from step four to step five, from the judicial and political tyranny to the takeover. Because see, with the tyranny of judicial and politics, you also get the voter fraud. You get the voting machines. Explain to me how this governor lost in Kentucky. You know, it was a rigged game from the beginning, and this election's going to be a rigged game morning, noon, and night. Every county is going to be affected. 
Trump will actually have to get 65 to 70 percent of the votes to win probably by 51 percent. People are telling me that they account for 6 percent voter fraud with the Democrats in every election or any election. And this is what I've been told by members of the Arizona Republican Party. Well, let's go a step further. How about this year? The projections are 25 percent in the presidential election. 25 percent. It's incredible. We're in the midst of a takeover. So you have a corrupt system and the corrupt system marches forward and appears to the public to be making legitimate change. Hope and change. Oh, they've already used that. They'll come up with a new one. So then you have the takeover. They win in the 2020 election. Who's they? The people who oppose the Constitution, the Bolsheviks, i.e. the Democratic Party deep state. And now they have the takeover. Now they control the legal processes totally. Now there's no chance of mounting a legal challenge. There wasn't much before, but it's gone now. Now your right to assemble and organize against these people is a criminal event. I'm going to be interviewing a defender of the homeland again in part two of an interview I did. Uh, we're going to do part two this afternoon or later or early this evening. And we're going to be talking about new technology arising out of the real ID card that you'll have to log on to use the computer. This is why Homeland is gathering 220 million iris scans and fingerprints. This is going to be the new reality in 2021. So you won't be able to mount any resistance. Dear America, I think the people running our country are criminal. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. We were to inform you that you failed your social credit score, and therefore you can't travel, you can't be on the internet, you can't hold a job. You're going to have a really hard time. I hope you have people to stay with. Good luck. You're a non-person now. That's coming here, folks, and it's going to be more pervasive than the Chinese that have instituted this. Same people that did it in China are doing it here. And you're about ready to go through it very quickly. 2021 will be the same as 1861. Only the South will win. In this case, the communists will win if we don't turn this around. What happens after that? After they get all the mechanisms in order and they establish their new order in America, what happens then? Well, you're going to get the purge. We got people here who are costing us money through their needless protests and they're driving up law enforcement costs. They're subverting the minds of our young with dangerous propaganda. They're holding back the progress of the country. They're denying rights for people who aren't like themselves. We know they're homophobes, they're bigots, they're racist. We have to deal with them. Uh, food shortages. Come here, come here, come here. You want your food? Here, cross this line. And if you've got a wrong threat matrix score, you don't leave. You don't get to leave the camp. They rehearsed this in 2011, Operation Mountain Guardian. I've talked about it. Look it up. They'll use your kids. They'll take them from school to get you lured in. They will take uh, uh, advantage of weather modification and cause growing seasons not to happen. That's on the verge of happening here right now, folks. I mean, you look at the Midwest cold snap, it's not even normal. But if you have Project Heart, and they can send a little array of beams up to the ionosphere and move with the jet stream a little bit to alter weather. It's an easy thing to do. It's now public in terms of the patents. 
In fact, actually, we've known about this for 22 years, thanks to Nick Begich. So you've got the purge that's coming. When you have a takeover like this, it's Bolshevik in origin. It's never complete until you have the gulag in the exterminations. Um, shall we go through who's done this? How about Pol Pot? How about Stalin? Mao? Hitler? It's going to happen here if this follows the course that we're on. So that's stage six. Stage seven will be the new normal. Once you have most of the resistance out of the way and everybody else is scared, poopless, and afraid to speak out, you'll have a continual state of martial law, hence the extreme surveillance we see spied on by Vizio TV, Alexa, all these devices that spy on you constantly. They'll know instantly whether you've been naughty or nice and 3 a.m., goodbye. And then, of course, there'll be an endless state of war because it makes a lot of money. And this will be the march eventually towards the new world order. And if you believe we're in the last days, you know how it ends. And if you don't, go read the book of Revelations. These are the seven stages of a Bolshevik takeover of the United States of America. This is how we've lost our republic. I never would have said this was possible 10 years ago. I never thought it would come in the form and as swiftly as it's coming now. And what was creeping, creeping for about 68 to 70 years is now moving at us at breakneck speed. When I first started looking at the new world order, it started with my conversations. Well, let's back up. My first exposure to the new world order was when I read Patrick's uh, Patrick Wood's book that he co-authored with the late Anthony Sutton called Trilaterals over Washington. I thought, whoa, I knew we had some corruption. And, you know, I was politically connected because of friends I had as a kid in Denver. I was friends with the McNichols family, governor, mayor. Um, I didn't know it was this bad. Patrick Wood opened my eyes and he was a, a dogged researcher. Patrick Wood doesn't deal in conspiracies. He deals in conspiracy facts. So I was kind of shaken by his book that I read 1979, 1980. I'm just a young guy and I'm thinking, man, this is not the way our government's supposed to work. And then I started to read political philosophy. And I learned that the longer a government stays in power, the more power it acquires. And eventually all governments will become autocratic and they enter into a crisis stage. And, you either return to the status quo, which isn't common, or you move forward towards more tyranny to lock down opposition. And I thought, no, I think this is we're headed for the latter. And then I had a series of conversations with my father about his work that opened my eyes to how much is kept from us. That was 1984, 1985. And then I had to keep the secrets. My father passed, but in 1993. I heard Vance Davis on Art Bell's Coast to Coast. And I said, well, he knows what I know, but I can't talk about it. He's probably in the same boat. He's not saying everything he knows, but he's leading right up to it. So I reached out to him and became friends with he and the late Bill Pollock. The rest is history. McCain did me a favor. He tried to steal my land, that of my neighbors, and that brought me into this fight. And that's how I got in the media. 
And as a consequence, I never thought we would be here today. Not like this. I thought the takeover would be more gradual, more peaceful, would be economic in nature. I didn't think it would be like the Bolsheviks. We are going to have violence in this country like you could never have predicted. And when people tell you there are guillotines in the country, I haven't turned my attention to proving that yet. There's some ancillary things like 20 years ago, the state of Georgia tried to institute the guillotine as a method of execution. That's a fact. And I hear all these reports. Do I think that they could be true? Yeah, I do, because I think the brutality matches the Bolshevik nature. I think we're going to see terror on a scale that we have never witnessed in this country. People used to talk about Andersonville prison. Remember that from the Civil War and how basically Confederate soldiers would be starved to death over time. They die of disease because their health was neglected. Do you remember that? That was the North doing it. That'll seem humane as to what's coming. What I already know is here. And people just don't get it about if we were to stand up now collectively as a group, we could push this back. I don't know how far. And I don't know how long, but we could. But reaching the undecided masses that still think that CNN spouts the truth when they're nothing but a propaganda tool it's hard to do. And I need you to spread the word because we need to give everybody the opportunity. I almost feel like in some regard, this is the secular Great Commission. The Great Commission is to try to let the world know about Jesus so they have a chance for salvation. The secular commission is to wake people up as to what lies for you at the end of the Trump administration and the takeover of the deep state that has now emerged its ugly head. You know, they're not even hiding what they're doing. During 9-11, they were secretive. And we'll go forward from 15 years since then. They are totally out in the open and in your face. And I'll give you one example. If you used to talk about the Trilateral Commission or the Council on Foreign Relations and say these extra political bodies do not belong running our government and people that belong to these organizations, we have to question their patriotism. When you said that, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, put a tinfoil hat on, Hodges. Yeah, but in Patrick Woods, but oh, that doesn't matter what the facts say. If you say this, you're crazy. And now they don't even hide it. Hillary Clinton does press releases with the moniker of the Council on Foreign Relations in the background. George Soros speaks to, the, to people worldwide with the World Economic Forum in the background. They're just as evil as the CFR and the trilaterals. It's out in the open, folks. They're making their move right now. They're going for broke. And they're going for broke because you're waking up. That's what they're afraid of. Zygmunt Brzezinski said it in 2011 before his death. He said, it used to be easier to imprison a million people than kill them. Now it's more convenient and better to kill them than to imprison them. And that's the model they're operating off of right now. They are going for broke because they know if they go much longer, they're going to have a problem. Last night, I reported farmers uh, and rural interests, like in the Yellow Vest movement, that's partly a, a rural movement. Uh, and uh, you've got, um, I just drew a blank here, Poland. They're going crazy. All across this planet, there are uprisings now against illegitimate political authority that abuses its citizens. The global authority in this, in this world 
the people behind the scenes, the puppet masters whose names you'll never know, they can't tolerate any more people waking up. They have to end it now. And to end it now, they have to first start with the president. Then they have to do away with the Constitution. And then they have to do away with any Americans who still think this is a constitutional republic or desire a return to it. That's it. So please share this far and wide. Give us a thumbs up. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe. I'm Dave Hodges. This is the Common Sense Show. We'll see you in the next broadcast.